0: It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, K O N A, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down the the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meets in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson.
1: Three more drive by shootings in the area over the weekend. Where are the scales in the battle tipping? And the left is now battling amongst themselves over this. But first, give us your
0: bottom line. It's your
1: boy. And sometimes you get a little trigger happy. It happens every once in a while. It's the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. The number is five four seven one six ten. The email is six ten K one A dot com. Name where you're listening, what you'd like to say, and on Twitter at bottom line six ten. Rob Francis flying solo, joined in studio uh, by now former Kennewick Fire Chief Vince Beasley. Good afternoon to you, sir. Appreciate you taking time this afternoon and coming in on the program. Yes, sir. So first thing I'd like to ask you, Chief, it's been kind of a it has been a whirlwind weekend. Um News came out over the weekend of a situation where you were no longer fire chief in the city of Kennewick, um, and some details you provided regarding how long this situation um, had been playing out turns out to the beginning of September. So um, in your own words, begin where you believe the beginning of this is, because to me, somebody with 37 years in the department, five years as fire chief this
2: was awfully sudden. Well, I believe it uh, began uh, for me on September 3rd of this year. I was brought in uh, to a meeting to meet with the city manager and the assistant city manager. And uh, early into the meeting, I was told that uh, I was going to be terminated.
1: And who the individ- for those that, that may not be aware, the city manager and the assistant man-
2: city manager are? Uh, Marie Mosley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ken Hohenberg. okay, so uh that was brought to my attention, of course, I was fairly well stunned uh, didn't didn't really see it coming uh, and so um some discussion followed at that point we uh they talked about a separation agreement uh my uh, my mind really wasn't even focused at that point, so I'm not really hundred percent sure what was all being said. And I told them I was in no position to discuss that right now because all this is news to me, even though they obviously had time to prepare. So we talked about rescheduling, and they wanted to do it, I believe, the next day. I said I need time, and then we pushed it off longer. Um, I think we came back one more time. Um, uh, they wanted me to sign the separation agreement. I asked for more time if my memory serves me correctly, and we got it pushed back to um, <clears throat> excuse me, the 17th of September. Uh, The third, back to the third, okay, so September 3rd uh, was a Tuesday. I was uh, told not to, I I didn't have to attend the uh, council meeting that night, which was fine because I probably wasn't in the right mind anyway. So the 10th rolled around, and I had a presentation uh, that I needed to do, a fire department update. So I was allowed to attend that one. We did the presentation, and it went very well. I got a lot of positive feedback from uh, the council members. Uh, so we fast forward to uh, the 17th. Uh, I was brought back in early that morning and uh, strongly encouraged to sign the separation agreement. And I told him once again, I'm not comfortable doing this. At that point, um, I was uh, told uh, I was on administrative leave. I was told not to attend uh, the council meeting that night. And I then asked a question. I said, well, I there's also civil service preceding the council meeting am I to attend that no okay so I've been on authorized leave ever since uh, that point so in this meeting with
1: the city manager and the assistant city manager what were the reasons that were given or laid out in that separation agreement that they
2: felt they needed or wanted to terminate your services what I was told I asked that very same question sir And what I was told at that time, I was told, well, chief, you know, um, you're in the police department. You shouldn't be in the police department. And I said, well, yeah, that was an understanding. When you offered me the job, we all knew that the fact where we current uh, previous administration was had collapsed. So and I turned to the assistant city manager and I said, sir, you welcomed me in. And he acknowledged he did. And if you go back and do your research, you will see an article on that. It was uh, December 14 or January of 15. And he welcomed me in because uh, they were talking about it then. And so anyway, so I reminded him, we all knew that we did not have an administration, fire administration building at that time. But because the northeast wing of the police department, which is a city building, was vacant, we felt like we could uh, operate out of there successfully. And we have. With the idea that the strategic planning, we're rebuilding Station 3, we've got land for Station 6, and we're going to rebuild Station 1 as an administrative building. So I said, we do have plans, but it takes time to complete those type of projects. So, so the second thing I was told mm-hmm. was, well, okay, Chief, well, you came up through the ranks, and it's difficult to run an organization coming up through the ranks And I said, once again, you knew I was in the ranks when you asked me to take this job. So this is not a surprise. I went from battalion chief to chief in the ranks. And so I was puzzled because those were the two reasons that I was told initially.
1: Let me ask you this, if I may. Did the same was the same administration in the city of Kennewick that promoted you to fire chief that was now dismissing you as fire chief was the city manager different five years ago was the assistant city manager different five years ago or are they the same people same individuals so the same people that promoted you five years ago yes sir that didn't have questions five years ago about these things are now having questions about this five years later yes sir okay uh, was there anything else in the in the separation agreement or any of the other reasons that you were told as to why they wanted you to, why they wanted to end your tenure.
2: Well, like I said, that was the early version. Those Mm -hmm. were the two things that I was told uh, that night. Um, It was a fairly short meeting because, um, again, I did not sign the separation agreement. And so I was pretty much dismissed fairly early, so I didn't get any any more details at that point.
1: Now, since you have been chief, you alluded to...
2: um,
1: The renovations at Fire District 3, new Fire District uh, or new District 6 house being built, redoing District 1 into an administrative building. Um, When you became chief five years ago to now, how many different projects, plans, um, expansions have you overseen over the course of the last five years? Because it it sounds like there's a growth pattern here. Mm Mm-hmm. For the fire department under your watch.
2: Correct. Uh, I'm just one small clarification, mm-hmm. not the
1: fire district. Fire de- fire department, yes, my, my, yes. my my no my my mistake.
2: No problem. So, yeah, so we're currently uh, under the planning phase. Uh, we've got a team together for fire station number three, which is the west end of the uh, city. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one uh, is moving along very well. Well, at the same time, we're also planning for the and uh Parkway, uh, the land out there. We're kind of planning, but a lot slower pace because we've got to focus on the station three and that'll be station six and then we've got to figure out what we need to do with station one can we build on the site we're on or do we need a new piece of land and that's been undetermined at this point so um of course and then when i took over we opened up uh station five i believe it was august of 2015 okay and so uh some of the things i've tried to do uh continually grow this organization to meet the needs of the citizens uh the WSRB, that's a big component of where I've spent a lot of energy and time. When I came in as chief, we were a class four. Ten is the worst, one is the best. In the state of Washington, there are no class one departments. It just doesn't exist. But there, are, there were 13 class twos. So in September 1 of this year, we went from a four to a three, which is an, an incredible um, Is incredible for our citizens because of the the reduction of premiums.
1: Now, what are the things that go into changing that determination? Going from a four to a three, what are the things that the state saw that changed in the Kennewick Fire Department to change
2: that designation? Well, there are four parameters that's uh, built on it, and I'm going to try to remember off the top of my head. Um, It's got uh, the fire department itself, and then you have prevention, but then we also have outside agencies meaning the dispatch center has i believe carries nine percent of that weight and our public works carries uh, a percentage of that as well to equal 100 percent and so the challenge was as i continue to work behind the scene is to go back redefine those numbers do more work update that information and resubmit it because we have a we had a six six month period where you can go back and continually submit additional information and they will adjust that uh, rating. And so prior to my dismissal or correction prior to my being placed on administrative leave, I was in the conversation with the representative from the WSRB. And in our last conversation, he had shared that chief, you're going to be very pleased with what you have done. He wouldn't say, but he let me know without saying because he had to put it on his, uh, Boss's desk for the final approval. So I anticipate a significant improvement again, and we may be uh, in the top 2% in the state of Washington, meaning if we move to a 2, we are now 98% better than all the other departments rated better than all the other departments in the state of Washington, which combine 647 departments. Right now, today, we are at 8%. So, in other words, today, there's 92% that's worse than Kennewick Fire Department. And that's what I define leadership. So, you know, you can leadership to me is subjective. It's easy to say he doesn't have leadership. But I would challenge anyone to go back from December 1st, 2014, to I was terminated yesterday, and look at the success that the Kennewick Fire Department has had, and also we were fortunate, and I don't recall anyone in this area uh, getting a SAFER grant to the tune of 12 additional personnel. We have grown this organization. I've hired 18 people in the last 12 to 13 months to grow this organization. We have developed programs that other departments now want and have become a part of. SME, which is our subject matter expert program. We started that about two or three years ago. It has grown. It was the foundation of the Regional Fire Academy, which we've never had before, which I partner with Pasco and, pa- and partner with Richland. And it was hugely successful keeping all those new people from their departments as well as ours and training them locally with our people. Uh, that's another big step we've made. Uh, we've gotten grants, uh, additional grants to bring in funding to get equipment, the SCBAs. And if you took a look at my letter, I just identified a few of them. We are continually growing this department for the growth and to protect our citizens. The other thing we've done is what I call proactive staffing. Uh, During last winter's season, it was extremely uh, hard. And so what I did is I implemented a new program so that we wouldn't wait till the accidents occurred. We started calling people in earlier if we knew we were going to have a heavy down, snowfall, what have you. We staffed up heavier, and that way we can be in more places because we know in inclement weather, time is slower than it is on a nice sunny day. So I carried that plan forward uh, to the summer. So anticipating the fire season on a day when a Haines Index 6 comes in, which is extremely catastrophic. Potentially, we would staff up again, and we so we brought in additional people in preparation. Don't wait for it to happen; anticipate it happening. Get there sooner and protect our citizens. Were you able to see or be able to track a difference in response times
1: between those seasons as to how uh, how much quicker
2: your crews would be able to get to those scenes based on that pre-preparation? I don't have that data available, but that's something. Absolutely. We take a look at because you have to run it over a period of time. So in snap, uh, small snapshots, it's not good data. Mm-hmm. You need a period of time to compare data. So we're not there yet. Uh, but we would have done that absolutely to, to see the benefits of it. But I do know that uh, units were getting on scene faster for some other fires.
1: We're going to take a quick time out and come back with more with former Kennewick Fire Chief Vince Beasley on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A after this.
0: Give us your bottom line. Call 509 547 1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by McCarry Meets in Basin City. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610
1: K1A. Rob Francis flying solo. Ed Dawson back on Wednesday. Joined in the studio by former Kennewick Fire Chief Vince beasley and chief I want to go back in time a little bit because when you were elevated to Fire Chief, it was on the heels of, a, of, of kind of a nasty situation inside the fire department. Um, there was a lawsuit that was filed against the city in August of 2014 uh, alleging harassment, um, uh, some workplace violations, some behavior by staff at the fire department at that time against a female firefighter. Uh, In November, that lawsuit was settled by the city to the tune of $600,000. December 1st, you are elevated to fire chief for that same year. Coming in on the heels of what was a rough situation for the Kennewick Fire Department at that time What were some of the things that you looked at? And and believe me, I don't think anybody envies anyone going into a role on the heels of something like that. What were some of the things that you looked at as Fire Chief taking on that role, coming in in that situation to change the culture in the department?
2: The number one thing I was asked to do when I came into uh, the position as Fire Chief was to change the culture. And I know I knew then I didn't. I realized now much clearer. That's a Herculean task. But I went in headfirst knowing that it was going to be difficult. Uh, and I, I want to say that I'm, I believe we've made some great strides. But to answer your question, some of the things we did is uh, we just, we talk a lot about our core values above reproach. Uh, we we uh, worked on the facilities, making sure that we had proper um, restroom facilities separate for men and women. Uh, make sure that our rooms were secure so that no one accidentally walked in on someone possibly changing, things of that nature. But I just basically, and I really believe this is where leadership comes in. I know what the paper said about leadership, but I'm telling you, this is leadership when you walk into in this environment and you've got to calm it and correct it and move this organization forward, which we have done, um, the leadership, staying ahead of it, staying on top of it, and um, just leading from the top down.
1: Now, how many female firefighters are currently employed in the Kennewick Fire Department?
2: That is a great question. (laughs) Wow. Um, I just hired two young ladies. Mm -hmm. I want to say, and this is a guess, um, I believe we have either six or seven.
1: Okay. So there's six or seven that are on staff. Yes. Since December 1st of 2014, are you aware of any accusations made against the fire department its leadership, or the city of sexual harassment, improper workplace, um, any other types of harassment against female firefighters simply because of their gender?
2: None that I've been made aware of. None.
1: Well, it sounds like that there was an effect on the changing
2: of the culture then. I believe, I believe there has been. I believe um, <clears throat> I'm proud of where uh, KFD is today. I'm proud of the men and women, uh, the challenges we face and the adjustments we've made. And uh, being the chief at that time, I'm proud of that. Uh, I, I call that success. And to move an organization out of a cloudy day like that into where we're at today is is, is something to be proud of. So, yeah.
1: We're coming up on a quick timeout. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with former Kennewick Fire Chief Vince Beasley, uh, Chief also had a press conference a little bit earlier today um, out at Badger Canyon, the Badger Canyon area, where there were a few other things that he discussed uh, regarding his separation from the city of Kennewick and the fire department that we do want to touch on. Um, We're talking with former Kennewick Fire Chief Vince Beasley, who uh, was informed earlier today Or was it yesterday that it was made official by the city of your termination? Uh, It was official
2: as of yesterday.
1: As of yesterday, made official that he is no longer the fire chief. And the city has said they are going to begin a search uh, for Chiefs Beasley replacement. Uh, They are working with the uh, fire association to narrow down candidates and go through a new hiring process uh, for the city of Kennewick for their fire chief's position. But we'll see if... uh, doesn't sound like Chief's going quietly. So we're going to talk a little bit more with him uh, when we come back here on the Bottom Line News Radio 610-KONA. Want to let you know we still have our candidate forums that are coming up for this election cycle. Make sure you go to 610kona.com in order to find out when the candidates in the race that you are paying the closest attention to will be on the program. I can tell you right off the top of my head, our next one will be tomorrow Benton City Council position four. We will have Kyla Gordon in studio. That'll be at four o'clock tomorrow. Benton City Council position four. More of the bottom line with former Kennewick Fire Chief Vince Beasley after this. Join the show.
0: Call the legendscasino.com hotline. 509 547 1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed. Presented by McCarry Meets in Basin City on News Radio 610. K O N A.
1: Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Rob Francis joined by former Kennewick Fire Chief Vince Beasley. And again, Chief, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to come in. Uh, I know it has been a difficult weekend for you and your family. Um, so again, I thank you for taking the time to come in today. Uh, And talk to us about the situation. Now, I know a little bit earlier today that you had a press conference out at Badger Canyon, and you talked about a pretty significant incident that happened uh, last summer in this area, one that we covered extensively, uh, one that took a multi-agency response, and that was the Beaufort Canyon fire. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about that situation and why you believe that may have had some impact um, on you being relieved of your duties.
2: Well, the Beaufort fire, um, August 11, 2018, I was actually uh, in the Portland area and uh, I had just left my granddaughter's birthday party heading back home. Uh, shortly thereafter, I received a text saying that the, uh, basically the city was on fire. Uh, I hustled as quickly as I could to get back into the area. Now, where were you that you were hustling to try and get back? Where um, were you out of town? Uh, in the Portland area. And okay. I had, I had recently just left that area coming back home, so a good two, a little bit more than two hours away by this time when I got the notification. So I hustled back because I knew we had a hurting community based on the information I was receiving over my phone. I got back in town, hustled home to change out and get my uh, vehicle and hustled to work. Uh, Responded to the command post, uh, saw the devastation, immediately stepped in to assist the uh, on-duty incident commander and to relieve some of the media pressure off of him. So I started giving interviews and updates and things of that nature to try to help calm our community who needed answers at that point. Um, After that, uh, you know, of course, we lost, unfortunately, we lost five homes and a couple of animals, and uh, the community was a little bit in shock. So I spent all day Sunday, uh, that happened on a Saturday, I believe, I spent all day Sunday patrolling that area up there, uh, neighborhoods stopping, talking, calming, uh, reassuring neighbor, neighbors uh, that everything's going to be okay. We're working hard to, you know, get to the bottom of this. And, in other words, if the homes are still burning to make sure that no one's inside, those type of things. As a result of that, um, of course, you have to develop the reports, uh, the after-action reviews, and um, the pressure was on. Uh, we were, you know, I was told that, uh, the, I need these right away. Uh, what's important about this particular incident and the reason I bring it up. And I think people sometimes forget on, I want to say on August 6th, I may be off a day or two. We had combined dispatch centers. So when you combine dispatch centers, as you do anything, there's a learning, uh, component. It takes time to get things perfected. And so, uh, the dispatch, um, with so many units on this boffer fire and so many incidents going on, heart attacks, etc., fires up the Valley, many things going on because I had to listen to all the audio to try to decipher uh, the information. Cause it was so garbled garbled because there were so many units talking on top of one another. It was almost impossible, but I was, I was still uh, pressured to get this out. We need to get this out. I hesitate to get information that isn't thorough and complete, but I'm, we were doing everything we could to get her done, and we eventually got it done, and uh, and then we started working on the after-action review report.
1: Now, one of the things, let me ask you this real quick, Chief. The fire started, it did not start in Kennewick Fire Department's jurisdiction, Jurisdiction, correct? Jurisdiction, correct? correct. It started off of 82 and then made its way into Kennewick Fire, so other departments had already been responding by the time it got into Kennewick's jurisdiction and then you and a number of other agencies, police, everybody that came in as one big group to try and contain this as best he could. And I'll be honest, I'll even go back to that time. Everybody involved in that deserves a tremendous amount of credit for that not hopping over because if it would have hopped over – We would have lost a heck of a lot more houses and and probably a heck of a lot more people and animals if that hopped across the street. So everybody that was out there deserves a tremendous amount of credit for keeping it from hopping
2: over because it would have just it would have waylaid blocks of Kennewick if that happened. Mm -hmm. I I, I can't agree with you more. I like I said, I came into it late because I was out of town. I can't praise the efforts of uh, the firefighters, the police officers. And everyone else who supported us, public works, you name it. Because it's not just the two agencies. It's everyone has to come together yep. in, a, in a crisis like that. And so I couldn't praise them more. But because of the loss, um, there's a lot of pressure being applied. And so I'm the chief, and I had to endure that pressure. Because it is my job to protect those underneath me, so I'm the front point. And trust me, it was great. And so that's why I, I relate back to that, because my evaluation... Uh, at the end of that year. Actually, I didn't get it till May of this year. Everything in it talked about the Boffer fire. And that's the only reason I relate back to the Boffer fire. And I gently remind people, um, well, actually, I wasn't there. I came in hours late. Uh, But everything is reflected on that. And it's, it's a terrible evaluation. I'm not almost even proud of it. I had discussions about it and asked for corrections and this that and the other and none of them were made
1: did you get input from any of the other departments that assisted on that report were they giving you any information that you may not necessarily have had or helped decipher some of those conversations that were garbled and and, and jumbled up um coming from dispatch or were you the only guy putting this together
2: uh my staff myself Uh, We did get assistance from uh, the dispatch center. They provided us the information, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was mainly our staff. And we tried to break it down, listening to it repeatedly to understand what was going on. And was the goal of that just what Kennewick's response and actions
1: were, the the Kennewick Fire Department itself? Or was it an overview of the entire situation, all the responses from all the departments and how everything went out?
2: An overview of all the agencies that assisted us. Yes, sir. So, um, like I said, um, the only reason I say that, and uh, and I believe that, is because of the evaluation. And, and, and I, as I talked to the boss, I said, everything's based on the buffer. Um, but I've ha- we've had a great year. That's a day, a time, and a moment. And unfortunately, it occurred. Uh, but be that as it may, um, that's when I kind of saw the wheels coming off. And that's why I believe that played a key factor in where I'm at today. Now, let me ask you, Chief. You you mentioned Bofor.
1: Um Since you've come on in December of 2014, have you had any negative performance reviews? Have you had any conversations with city leadership um, that you were not performing up to the expectations that they had for you as fire chief? Um, did they provide you with levels of documentation that made you believe that your job was in jeopardy before September 3rd of
2: 2019? No. Um, the only real, that real evaluation I got was the one from 2018, and that was finished up, I want to say, May of 2019, because we went back and forth, because I kept bringing corrections, and, which didn't, never was really implemented. But I kept trying to say there was more than just buffer. I understand it was a, a factor, but... I thought it carried for it to carry 95% of the weight of my evaluation when I wasn't there, I didn't think that was appropriate or fair.
1: So if the evaluation was done in May and the evaluation was what it was, then why not
2: seek to terminate you in May? That I can't answer. I'm glad they didn't, but that I can't answer. But I look at it from a different perspective if that's the case in May, then there's got to be a period of time for improvement. And now we're just three, four months away from May and I'm terminated. And so um, everything I've been taught, first of all, when you give a performance evaluation, there's nothing that should be on that evaluation that you haven't previously discussed. Well, mine is full of it. And I questioned that with the boss and I said, we've been taught differently and it didn't change the outcome. So I just think, uh, I, and I've said it, and she knows where I stand on this. It's an unfair... She being? Uh, the city manager. Okay. Yes. Um, that I thought it was a very unfair evaluation. Now, when I say that, everything I do is respectful, professional. I don't argue. I will never be an insubordinate that's out of line. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I try to the best of my ability to articulate why this is inappropriate. Okay, so obviously you didn't get a performance review in 2014 as Fire
1: Chief because you were on the job for one month. Correct. Did you get a performance review in 2015 after your first full year as Fire Chief? Yes. Okay, and how was that performance review? Excellent. Okay, did you get a performance review in 2016? No, sir. Did you get a performance review in 2017? No, sir. So you were the Fire Chief for three years and you got one performance review
2: i was a fire chief for nearly five years and i've had two performance reviews
1: but uh, up at that point it was three years and you had one okay And, and then you just got another performance review that was based on the beaufort canyon fire so you got two performance reviews in five years one that had something negative on it and then four months later you're terminated correct was there anything else that you were ever told at any point in time in the last five years that was negative that was going into your performance file? Well,
2: there were, there were comments made uh, in meetings, um, no documentation, zero documentation other than the evaluation, but there were comments made and I wasn't really clear because there was really, you make the comments and I don't know what personal notes are, mm-hmm. but I can assure you there's nothing that I'm aware of with my signature that verifies we've had this discussion, there's nothing other than the performance evaluation that I totally disagree with.
1: Interesting. We're talking with former Kennewick Fire Chief Vince Beasley here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 k and a We're going to take our final timeout, and we're going to come back with one very important question for Vince Beasley. And um, I know he alluded to it a little bit earlier. But we want to make sure all of our listeners hear it as well. It's so a bottom line, News Radio six ten, KONA. Our candidate forms resume tomorrow with Benton City. Council position number four. Four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Back to wrap up with Vince Beasley on the bottom line after this.
0: Speak your piece. Call 509 547 1610. More of The Bottom Line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by McCarry Meats in Basin City. Final few moments here on The Bottom Line. News Radio 610 KONA. Rob
1: Francis joined by the former Kennewick Fire Chief, Vince Beasley. And Chief, um, I want to go back to the events of the weekend um, because it, it kind of started with. and and. You, just so that everybody is, out, is aware, you sent out an email over the weekend that included all the media outlets and a number of other individuals that also contained an email that was sent to Kennewick City staff regarding rumors of your status, and it was sent out by City Manager Marie Mosley. What did that email contain, and, and what was it referring to?
2: Well, it was referring to as if we uh, were in agreement of my uh, retirement. And so, and I didn't want the great men and women of the Kennewick Fire Department to be misled. And so you have to remember, prior to that email going out, I had been silent. But when I saw that email, I felt that there needed to be a correction made.
1: Now, let's go back real quick. September 3rd, you said that you were being approached and things were being discussed about your termination. Correct. Now there's an email that's going out to city staff saying that you're discussing early retirement which doesn't sound like the same situation okay doesn't sound like it's the same si- retirement and termination usually are two different words retirement means you have a party and they make you a cake and they wish you well and you're going to you know, spend the rest of, of your time fishing or something like that termination you don't get a cake correct Okay, so just want to make clear that there is a difference between what was being discussed with you and the email that was being sent out referring to an early retirement, correct? Okay. So you sent out an email that was very detailed regarding the situation and that it was definitely
2: different from what was sent out that Friday to city staff. Yes, sir. I did that again because I saw that email and I thought I felt it was misleading. It wasn't accurate. And I felt like I needed to let the men and women of the city of Kennewick Fire Department, plus the media, know what was going on. Um, like I said, I sat back patiently and hadn't made any moves. But I also realized that the city council was not aware. Now, we're talking from the 3rd to the 20th, and they were still in the dark. And so if if emails are going to go out on me and be misleading, I need to make correction.
1: So the so did anyone on the city council question why you weren't at the meeting on the 3rd and why you weren't at the meeting on the 17th but you were at the meeting on the 10th?
2: They didn't they didn't question me. I don't know if there was a discussion with others, but they did okay. not question me.
1: So un, your belief was that city council was not aware of what was happening with your position at that time. That's correct. Do you know If anyone at City Council, at what point in time City Council was made aware? Was it uh, when you sent out your email, or do you believe they were made aware on that Friday when that email went out to all city staff?
2: I believe some were made aware on that Friday when I sent that email out. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. If you read the email or the Facebook post, it kind of tells you where they were at.
1: Now, you mentioned City Council a couple times in their knowledge. Mm -hmm. Does City Council have an ability to step in in this situation and do anything? Or as a city employee, are you purely under
2: the yay and nay of the city manager? I don't know all the legalities of that, but I think it's incumbent upon the city council to uh, write an injustice. This is an injustice. I have been character assassinated. And uh, what I'm asking is, My goal is to see this injustice corrected immediately. I would like to see the city council of Kennewick rise up and demand an explanation for the secrecy of events that led us here today. I would also like a public apology followed by a written apology.
1: At this time, are you seeking your job back or do you think it would be difficult for you to perform your duties at the highest level with what's
2: transpired right now? I'm asking for what I just read to you. I will deal with that later. I think it's important that my character, which I've stood on for 37 years for the city of Kennewick, not be tainted for someone else's issues. That's, what I'm, that's my message today. And, uh, and again, I'm encouraging the council to rise up and do the right thing for the right reason. Um, this is a travesty, and I, I'm, I'm asking for their help to bring it back to where it should be.
1: Well, I'll be honest with you, Chief. We've we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last few years, between my job and your job and the interactions that we've had. Um, In the time that I've known you and dealt with you, I've never seen you act as anything other than a Class A representative of the fire department of the city of Kennewick. Um, You've always carried yourself with dignity, and you have always displayed a tremendous amount of pride not just in being a firefighter, but in, able, but in the ability to lead the Kennewick Fire Department. I've heard you give presentations on a number of times. I've seen you speak glowingly of the advances that were being made um, by the fire department in the city of Kennewick, the bringing on of staff, the being able to add houses, um, being able to increase response times, all these things that are vital to the safety of the residents in the city of Kennewick and also It goes to help those that rely on the city for assistance as well in all of those situations. Um, I don't know what goes on behind the closed doors over at the city of Kennewick. Um, But anything that... And I'm just like anybody else in this situation. All I get is the information that comes forward. And the information that has come forward in this situation... Uh, it doesn't smell good to me, and it, it sounds to me um, that uh, there is a situation here that there is a wrong that's been done that, that needs to be righted. Um, I would love to see the reasoning and rationale for, uh, for your dismissal, personally, because, again... And I don't believe you would come on this program and and tell us anything other than the truth. So I hope the city council on Tuesday night pays attention to it. Chief, thanks for your time today. appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Yes, sir. The Afternoon Report's next.